Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this. We can start. All right, good morning. Here we go. We are starting Galatians 3 today, which seems wild that we're already moving on from not just chapter 1, not just chapter 2, but chapter 3. So it's Monday morning. Hopefully this will be a normal week um, and we'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings have these up for you. Um, This weekend was super fun. I heard from a few more of you that have been listening and thank you for letting me know. Uh, It's really encouraging to just kind of know the faces behind the numbers of who's listening and connecting. And um, I really do like as I'm reading this and spending time in the word every day praying that um, we really truly would feel like not only the presence of, of God and like his Holy Spirit as we're reading the scripture, but just kind of the beauty that we would have this like just knownness that we're not doing this alone, that there are other people, whether you know their names or not, that are reading and hearing from the Spirit and that it is the same God that is speaking and working in all of our hearts. And that's so beautiful to see how he can knit us together and and do those things. And so um, we're going to be reading Galatians 3, 1 through 9 this week. I was going back and forth of whether or not to break these verses down a little bit more, but I kind of felt like some of them just flowed together. So we're going to do a few bigger chunks of verses every single day. Um, But once again, really my hope is that you would not just hear these words or read these words, but every day that you would say, Holy Spirit, show me what it is that I need to receive today. Would you feed me, right? Would you sustain me with your word as, as you've promised to do And would you help me to not just read it, not just receive it, but then to remember it, to call it back to memory throughout the day so that these words are truly transforming our hearts. And there might be some mornings where you wake up and you're like, God, I don't even know, you know, what it is, Um, but just ask him to show you. Keep asking those questions, diving deeper, and um, he's faithful to do just that. So we're going to be reading Galatians 3, 1 through 9. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, come. Come speak to the depths of our heart. Come sustain us with your word. Come feed us. Come fill us. 
would you help us today to have open ears and open hearts to receive and that we would remember the words that you are speaking. We ask this in your name. Amen. The first few verses here. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to perfect by your own human effort or by your flesh, other translations? And forgot to mention I'm reading on the NLT today. Why would you stop? Why would you stop? When you started in the spirit, now you're continuing to try and sustain by flesh. So what's happening here is the Galatians, they believed Jesus. They were following Jesus. They were walking by the spirit. They were walking in step with the spirit. And then all of a sudden, they are turning back to the law. They're turning back to their flesh. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I first read these verses and I hear, oh, foolish Galatians, right? Paul's just telling them you are foolish. And then the beginning of verse three, where he's saying, how foolish can you be? Twice, he says the word foolish. He's like, you are foolish. Why are you doing this? And I don't know what it is in me, but I hear things like this of like, oh, you're so foolish. And I'm like, be nice, be nice to them. Like you're being mean, Paul, you're bullying them. Like, why are you calling them this? But, um, I was reading, uh, and he writes commentary on this and he's so good at bringing up different stories. And he was talking about the famous story of the tightrope walker, Charles Blondin or Blondin. I don't know how to say his name, but he's a famous tightrope uh, walker. And I've heard many preachers talk about him and use him as illustrations in different ways. Uh, but essentially he's the one that he set up the tightrope to walk across Niagara Falls. Now I just went to Niagara Falls for the first time this past summer And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about this man and knowing that this had happened and this famous story of him, you know, where he first walked across it and then he walked backwards and then he did the crazy thing where he sat in on a stool, like an ate a meal on this tightrope. And when you see it over the falls, if you've been there, you know, you're like, that is insanity that he did that. But here's, here's one of the most famous things that he did was he asked a volunteer to be carried over on his back. And now this must have been one of the most supreme acts of physical trust that anybody has ever placed on another person to say, not only am I trusting that you're going to make it, but I'm trusting that you're going to carry me to the other side of this tightrope. You have to be either super brave or insanely foolish to do this and to trust someone in that type of way. Now, I want you to think of this. What would have happened if halfway through the man that was being carried just said, yeah, you know, I'm good. I think I'll finish on my own now. Hey, thanks so much, this trained professional, for getting me this far. Um, but now that I've experienced this and I see that it's possible to make it this far, I'm just going to go my own way. That would be incredibly foolish, incredibly stupid for this man to do. You can only imagine what would have taken place if he just decided, let me off your shoulders now. I know you got me this far, but let me off your shoulders now and I'll walk the rest on my own. Now, this is essentially what Paul is seeing happen here to the Galatian church. And this is what is causing him to have this type of reaction to say, you are so foolish. Like, why would you do this? Like, have you not seen that the spirit has gotten you this far? And now the Galatians are talking about like, I think we need to be circumcised, right? I think we need to get back to having some of our our rituals and our religious things happen. And Paul's like, why would you do that? 
You have made it this far by walking in the Spirit, by letting the Spirit carry you, the Spirit do the one to do the work, relying on the Spirit, trusting the Spirit, and now all of a sudden, you just think you can do it back your way? You think that you can just go your own way again? It was nonsense to Paul that they were going to do this because he was concerned above all um, who the Galatians thought that they were, that they were a part of the family of God. They belonged to Jesus Christ, the resurrected Jesus. So he's asking them now, he's like, are you, are you really going to do this? Or are you trying to go back to your physical family? Are you trying to go back to the old Israel, the old ways, the old laws by being circumcised again? What is defining this? And so you read this when he's saying like, let me ask you this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? No. He's like, did you make it this far by the law? No, you made it through Jesus. He's reminding them that. And when he's saying, how foolish can you be in verse three, after starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to perfect by your own human effort? He's like, you started by walking in the spirit. You made it this far. So why now are you going to try and walk by flesh? Why now are you going back to your own human effort? I really have to pause and think for myself today. In what areas of my life have I started walking in the spirit and made it so far and started to say, wow, this is easy. And, and start to think it's easy and forget that it's been easy because I'm relying on the spirit and it's the spirit that's doing the heavy lifting. It's the spirit that's doing the work and I just get to partner for the journey. And in what ways have I then started to go, well, I'm just going to rely on my flesh now. I'm just going to rely on my own human effort. And I start to walk the tightrope alone. And what happens? Why is Paul screaming at them saying, you're so foolish. What has bewitched you? In one translation, he said, what has bewitched you? It's because he knew it was dangerous for them to stop halfway. He knew it was dangerous for them to stop relying on the spirit to carry them through. I was thinking about this. And one more thing that came to mind was um, when I was in college, I nannied a lot and in high school. And one of the things I would often do when I had kids that were like young elementary school or even preschool, basically when they're at the age where they're going to be walking and running and maybe not quite aware of when cars are coming. And there's always that fear in my mind, like I'm going to be that nanny that's in the paper someday of, you know, nannies, you know, let kid get hit by a car on his bike, something crazy. So don't know if it was good, but out of fear, I would always think of these things. And so one of the games I would play with kids is red light, green light, but constantly. So I'm talking like we're at the playground and I would just yell yellow light and they would have to start playing on the playground really slowly. Red light and they'd all freeze. And it was this ongoing game. Like we could be walk, walking downstairs, you know, to go play outside or something like that. And I was constantly training them in all situations, in all settings, whether we're in the grocery store, at the playground, we're walking down the street, we're riding our bikes to constantly play red light, green light. Um, I probably learned this from my mother. I think she did this with us as children, but it was a way for them to constantly be trained to hear my voice and to respond to my voice. Now, when it was just me training them and trying to develop that skill of like, you stop when I say stop, you, you slow down when I say slow down, because I did that in case there was ever a moment that was dangerous that they would know how to hear my voice and respond to it. But when we were just doing it for fun and we're in the grocery store and I'm saying red light, yellow light, and they're moving slow and they're stopping and green light, they're moving fast. That was probably the tone of my voice. However, if there a situation ever arose where there was a car coming and a child is running and I know that if they do not stop in this moment that it is going to be very dangerous, the intensity is probably going to ramp up. I'm probably going to be screaming, red light, stop, freeze, red light, slow down, a car is coming. 
right? I'm going to intensify the way that I'm communicating to them because it's dangerous if they don't hear me. It's dangerous if they don't listen. It's dangerous if they don't stop. This is what Paul is seeing here in the church. Paul is recognizing the danger that they cannot see. Paul is recognizing that they might just think they're being independent, but really they're walking into danger because the road is narrow, right? It is a tight rope. It is a skinny rope that we are walking on. And Paul is recognizing they cannot get to safety alone. They need to rely on the spirit. In the same way, it would be foolish for that man to be carried halfway across the tightrope and then say, I got it, I'm going to walk alone. It is foolish for us to start following the Spirit and get to a point where we think we can do it alone and go back to relying on human effort. So I want to encourage you today to like hear Paul's voice, hear the warning of danger, that red light, that stop, wait, what are you doing? It is dangerous if you keep going in this direction and to think, in what ways have we stopped relying on the spirit and started to rely on human effort again. That's what I'm receiving today. That's what I'm remembering. I feel like this kindness, right? Not this anger from Paul or the spirit of saying, what are you doing? How foolish are you, Abby? But instead saying, this is dangerous and I need you to hear this. I need you to understand this because if you don't, it's dangerous. So this is caution. This is protection for us to say, how do we start to walk in the spirit again? So I went a little long today. I've been trying to keep them short and sweet. Um, But I hope that you hear this, you receive this, and we will be back tomorrow morning with more.